0: hi my name is peter maestri and you're listening to divorce the first six months if you are someone who is about to go through a divorce or maybe you're healing from one then you're in the right place this conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce and more importantly how they navigated through it having said that let's get right into it hello everybody and welcome back to divorce the first six months with peter maestri that's me i'm going to be your host today and today we have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Kay Banks, and to tell you a little bit about her, she has an 11 year old daughter and she's been divorced for two years now. So Dr. Kay Banks, welcome to the show and thank you for being a yes.
1: Peter, thanks for having me.
0: I, um, I always start the show off with the same question. So I'm gonna start it off with, tell us about your first six months.
1: And this is the first six months that I was separated, right?
0: Yeah. So as a divorce, and you can choose where where it started for you. Some people started inside of a conversation. Other people started with uh, the final stipulation. So,
1: Okay. I'll start first with the separation. So the first six months, um, I had just returned. I'm I'm a college professor. So I had been in Italy at the time. And when I got on the plane to go to Italy, I felt my life was over because my ex and I had a we never really fought, um, you know, maybe some words, but never really, like arguing or anything like that. <clears throat> and that morning that I got ready to leave, we just had a really like, really bad argument over we like nonsense. And it was like, I can count on my hands how many times we had. It was like probably our third like argument in the eight years we've been married since then. So when I got back, when I got on that plane, like I remember just bawling in the airport and just crying because he didn't even... <laughs> Like, he just put my suitcases out on the curb. Like, that's all he did. Like, he didn't put it on the curb. He just, like, put it out right there and was like, have a good trip. Like, that's just how, it, the car ride was, is like an hour and a half from our city up to, um, up to Major City, where we flew out from. <clears throat> and I just, and that was so not like him, so I knew he was, like, done. Like, in terms of, like, being very, you know, upset. So when I got back from Italy, that's when my first six months began from our separation. I found an apartment. And I asked him, you know, for the separation because I told him I don't want to hate you. Like I basically, I said if I stay in this marriage, I'm going to hate you. So I don't want to hate him. And that first six months was just really—I wouldn't say I was lonely, but I really enjoyed my peace. I was already, you know, in the same bed with somebody and not really sharing space. And so I—that <clears throat> first weekend that I moved, my cousin came to see me because. She lives in Florida because I was my birthday weekend. So I moved into an apartment. My daughter wasn't there. She was visiting grandparents. And my cousin comes to see me and says, I'm coming up to your, like the major city. And we spent the weekend, which is really nice. But I didn't do any dating apps. I didn't do anything. I just chilled. Like, that's all I want to do. The weekends I didn't have my daughter, I was watching Netflix. I was reading. I was just, and it's not like I did. I I just can't describe that, that, that time. But I was also breaking down inside. So I wasn't seeing a therapist at the time. I wasn't um, doing anything like that. And I was also preparing for, I was really just doing anything, everything probably I could looking back to not think about the separation, even though it was my choice. And so I was looking forward to taking my daughter to Disneyland. So in that, so the first three months, of uh, latter half of that time was when I was going to have my first Thanksgiving without her. So I was not looking, is that the first Thanksgiving? Is that right? No, I had her that Thanksgiving. I wasn't going to have her for Christmas. That's what it was. So I was going to have her for, for Thanksgiving. We alternate holidays. So towards the end of that first six months, then I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for Christmas. So thinking about going overseas, thinking about, because I have friends over there, I, everything else except being you know in, in my state for Christmas because it was my first Christmas. And then it just dawned on me you're, they're going to be a lot more holidays like this, that you're going to be by yourself. So just suck it up and just be by yourself. And that's what I did. I stayed in my apartment. I could have gone anywhere. I had family to go visit, family to come and visit me. And I chose just to be in my apartment for Christmas and wake up by myself Christmas day. And I'm glad I did that because as the years have gone on, you know, a couple of years later, I'm okay with that. And then also being comfortable doing something to do. I felt like I needed to do that. And then a week later, we went to Disneyland. I took my daughter to Disneyland for her birthday, um, visiting friends out there. And we just had a great time. Um, So that was what the first six months was about. Really, if I had to describe like put a theme to it, it was avoiding what was going on and doing other stuff. Like looking back, I realized that keeping myself busy.
0: So let me take you back to that moment in the airport where he drops off the luggage and it's not like him what was it about that moment that distinguishes the difference that you know something is up
1: um we we were not talking like prior to that we were not really talking because i was i was so done my um i started traveling for my job internationally and this was kind of like planned when i when i became this professor at this university and the previous year when i really we were talking but if it didn't have anything to do with our daughter we were not having any, and he was really, a communic- he was a communicator, I can't describe it, but it was just like, I was just, I was done. I was, I was just done because I had a chance to go present in London and actually be there for the week. And so my research is usually in Italy, but this time I was going to get a chance to go to the UK. And he always, he never wanted to go to Italy at all, even though people thought that was crazy. Like folks offered to keep our child for us so we could go to Italy. I mean, that's a romantic place that tells you a lot. But anyway, <clears throat> and so. And, um, and excuse me, Peter, because you see, we're drinking Sprite and coughing. So I'm sorry if it messes up the interview and everything like that, but, um,
0: at all, it's you, and then we embrace (laughs) you in all, okay, in every aspect. So it's all good,
1: okay. Um, but anyway, it was just different because there's, I I don't know if you could say the same about your own relationship, but there's a side of people that no one else sees that Mm -hmm. we know, and, um, and I, I will just say that that's a side of him that I know that no one else knows about that let me, and it's, um, you know, I'm never going to talk ne- so negatively about my ex that because one day my child is going to maybe listen to this interview or I have my own podcast. So I, I never want to speak negatively of him, but, you know, we all have personalities. Chuck, there's probably some things about me he did not, not like, you know, for sure. Yeah. But this was just a part of his personality that will come out sometimes that um, I did not like. And, um, and it was just just really when it came out, like when it came out like that, it was just over something so small, so nitpicky. But um, sorry, I digress sometimes. But going back to your question in 2017. So he always said he would go to the UK because that was his interest. I guess he forgot who he was married to because I had a chance to go to the UK (laughs) and he decided not to go. And I was in our kitchen. I never forget. And I felt my life was like, that was like the first time I felt like this marriage is not going to work because I realized, and he said to me at that time, he said, that's you, Kay, that's not me. That's what you want to do. I have no desire to do that. And I I was just crushed. And so I, that started me not really, um, not really talking to him like that at all. And so then going to Italy that summer, that was, excuse me, it was over like, I basically bought all this stuff for our daughter so that way he wouldn't have to wash. He wouldn't have to do anything. He was headed to see his parents. So I had packed up her bag. Like she he was going like, she was going in two weeks. So I had like packed everything, but there were still some details. And I tried to talk to him about it before that morning. And he just ignored me, like, was like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. So the morning of this trip, you know, my daughter's still in school. So she's upset. I'm gone for a whole month. I'm going to be gone for an entire month to teach this class. And so that morning she was uh, on the radio show for her school. So she has her last radio show. So I'm going to take her there. And he just picked an argument with me. So where is this stuff? Where is this? And I just, I'm not telling you. And it just snowballed. And we never really argued in front of her. So she's in the kitchen watching all this go down. I start crying because I'm like, you're not going to do this. Because I rec- I saw that person. I saw that side of him coming down. I was like, you're not going to do this to me. I'm getting ready to go on this plane. <clears throat> Things like that. And he just kept going. And I then I, I knew that he was done with me. Like, I was done with him prior to that. But I knew because for him to take it that far, I was like, he's not happy either, like, he, he's not, and so our daughter's crying, and so she's like, y'all stop arguing, and I had to be the one, just like, because he was not giving up, and so I had to be the one to say, let's stop, let's do this, and then, um, and then because I even said, you're not taking me, I'm just going to drive up there, you're not going to take me to the airport, don't worry about it, and then I thought, i'm gonna leave my car for a whole month at the airport and like no like when i came back from dropping off from school like no you are taking me to the airport but we didn't talk at all the entire the entire way like it was literally an hour and 15 minutes of silence
0: so when you got when you got to that airport your way of being where you were ready like this is done like you because you said it but when was yeah. the first moment where you knew it? Cause it, it feels like the, the airport is what you described as the moment where you recognize, right. And you, that's the one that you brought to light. And that's the one that I'm, I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm listening to your story for the first time. So this is why I'm like, right. like an investigator right now. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but when was it when, that you knew that this was over and why did you stay?
1: Um, 20, so really when I was in the kitchen, it was, Really, that I felt like it was over because he could not join be a partner, join into my you know people think, well really it's over because he could, he wouldn't go to London. It was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. There were little things leading into that, and to me that that was in because he um had always been a supportive partner when I went back out my doctorate and things like that, but um I just we we just didn't match like that, you know, and that match we we knew that early on. And we would have these conversations, I was thinking, but we would have these conversations about, is this what we thought our marriage was gonna be like? And be like, no, and things like that. There are times our daughter would go stay with grandparents. But that moment in 2018, me saying it was over was like, when I, I knew when I came back from Italy, I was gonna have to make a decision. Hmm. That's why I felt like my life was over because I knew the decision was gonna impact my daughter. And I got on that plane and, um, so I didn't really stay. So 2017, it was, that was August of 2017. So it was just figuring everything out. I'm a person of faith. So praying for discernment, um, I purchased a book actually it was on Kindle. So I'm like reading this, like in silence about optimist God for divorce because, and I'm not sh- really sharing it with anybody. Cause I'm like, what do I do? What do I say? Like who do I even talk to? So I was just dealing with this myself. And, um, but I can't describe like what the year 2017. Sometimes I can't remember all the aspects of 2017, but it was because I try to block. I just remember just being like, not, you no, know, not being able to talk. And so I joined a meetup group to meet other women, not women divorced, but like just have friends because you never wanted to do that. But when I say that 2018 was over, it was over because I knew I was going to make that decision.
0: This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you, share yourself and your story, be courageous, be vulnerable. It makes a difference.